Hi there, and welcome to the Oompal.com podcast. I'm Oli, and for episode 7, I'm very pleased to bring to you a chat with Kirk Bosey of Bosey Pipes. This podcast is sponsored by the Sherlock Holmes Pipe Club of Boston, established 1989. The Sherlock Holmes Pipe Club meets the first Tuesday of each month in Stoughton, Massachusetts. For more info about this great organization, go to oompal.com to the Pipe Club's area and click on the link there. Don't forget to check out their monthly newsletter, the SHPC Gazette, a very good newsletter to sign up for, headed up by Mr. Nelson Pigeon. For this podcast, Kirk and I met up at the 2008 Chicago Pipe Show. Have a seat, grab a pipe, and stay a while. I hope you enjoy. And I'm sitting here with Kirk Bosey. Kirk, thank Hello. you so much for joining us, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into pipes to begin with, and then how you got into pipe making. Uh, I, uh, well, I'm 44, living in the south side of Chicago, a little town called Manhattan. i got four kids. I uh, got into pipe making. Uh, long story short, I got my after my brother passed away, I, I got some of his old pipes. And... Uh, Started, decided I was going to try pipe smoking again, and uh, I was determined to do it. So I kept it. Kept, you know, I was smoking cigars, but it, it, pipes are a little hard to get used to smoking a pack. And then um, I started making pipes after I went through a couple of catalogs for purchasing new pipes. I thought, jeez, uh, you know, I, w- I wasn't in that position to spend that kind of money. So I decided with my background that, uh, hell, I can do this. So I, uh, like uh, a lot of U.S. carvers, got a, a book from Pimo, um, you read said, that up. You said with your background, what was your background at that uh, time? Uh, construction working, uh, cabinet making, um, a lot of background in, in, in woodworking. Okay. And uh, so I thought I'd give that a try, it'd be a fun hobby. And so I, uh, I started from there. I, I talked to... Uh, after, in 99, when I started, I uh, made a couple pipes on my own using just exotic woods from the lumber stores. And then uh, acquired some uh, briar from Mark Tinsky. Made a few pipes and, and made arrangements to meet Mark Tinsky and uh, Tim West and up how, at the Chicago show. And how, how long ago was that? That was in 2000 when okay. I met them. And uh, both of them uh, were really great guys. You know, they took the time during the busy show to sit and talk with me and critique my pipes and uh, gave me the encouragement to keep going. And uh, that was it. And then uh, just kept on going from there. I I, I always, um, in, in the back of my mind, I, I always said that I would make an affordable pipe. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a high-grade pipe maker, but uh, as the years go on, the experience, I'm getting better and better and a little more stylistic style to my pipes. But I make two lines of pipes. I make a standard series and a signature series. Signature series being my higher grade pipes, and my standard being uh, my lower end, uh, which is I, I feel is affordable to most anybody. Mm-hmm. You get a handmade pipe for $150, between $100 and $150. That is great. Yeah. That is and there's, uh, I like that a lot because I know that a lot of the, the guys that are just starting out in the hobby, and I, I still consider myself a novice, you know, it's it's nice to have handmade pipes out there from artisans like you who um, are, are willing to make handmade pipes for guys like us who, who can't quite afford, you know, uh, some of the big dollar ones out there. Yeah. 
I'm in that same situation. You know? <laughs> I, I still can't. I, I guess the, the, my biggest problem would be trying to get past that purchase with my wife. <laughs> Why are you buying pipes when you can make them now? But I, I still buy other makers' pipes, and especially American carvers. I like to get a collection of, of different carvers from the American carvers. Um, who were your mentors or um, you know points of inspiration for you as you first started to carve? I, I unfortunately I didn't have anybody close by that that I can learn from. Um, I would talk to, like I said, Mark Tinsky or Tim West over the phone. They'd give me some pointers. Uh, most of it was uh, done on my own. Uh, for inspiration for designs, I always liked uh, Todd Johnson. I always he just his style just fascinated me. The things that he can come up with. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing. Yeah. So I, I would say Todd, looking at his stuff. Um, I, I don't have the creativity that he does, but it just, you know, it's really exciting to, to see what he comes up with. Is your shop right there next to your house, or do you have a shop farther out, or how do you work? Uh, no, I'm fortunate enough to uh, have it right in my basement. Oh, that's nice. Uh, I moved into a new house uh, three years ago and uh, made a shop in the basement mm-hmm. and uh, do the sand, sandblasting out in the garage. And how do you work? Explain your artistic process for deciding on what to make and when to make it. Do you go into the shop and you just, you know, you want to do, you know, a certain look or a certain style of pipe? Or is this something that happens, you know, as you're working on it? How, how do you work that way? I, 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 get, I get stuck sometimes. I, um, probably the last year or so I've been focusing on, on standard shapes. And uh, for the last few months was mainly billiards. And I would just go down and I wanted to perfect the billiard shape. Uh, and Canadians. You know, right now, I went from billiards, now I've been making some Canadians. Um, enjoy smoking the Canadian pipe. You know, the long shank and lightweight. Um, usually, I'll, uh, I'll just go down, I'll, I'll go through my briar. Uh, a trick I learned from Alex Florov was to, using a milling machine, square out all my blocks. If I needed to change the angle, the way the grain is running, I can do that on a milling machine. So instead of taking a normal block that you might just have to live with sandblasting or, or rusticating, I can change the, the shape of the block with the milling machine and, and get something of a nicer grain in it. Um, so I always look through the grain before I, you know, before I make the pipe. Mm-hmm. The, it's like a lot of guys say that the pipe's already in the block. You just got to find what shape is in there. Mm-hmm. If you had to describe your artistic style, how, how would you describe it? Jeez, I guess uh, I don't consider myself artistic at all, actually. <laughs> uh, I wish I had more uh, more of a flair for the, some of those styles. I'm more of a standard shape guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, every so often I come up with something that's a little unusual. Mm-hmm. I always tend to go back towards the standard shapes. Well, there's a lot to be said for those standard shapes. I guess I, that's why we've We've had them for so long. Yeah, you know, true. There's, there's Why they're still to, around. Yeah, there's a lot to yeah. love there. Um, do you ever take custom orders? Yeah, yeah, I do that a lot. In fact, I just did a, a Cavalier for a guy um, that that I was really uh, impressed with when I got done. I really thought I went a, uh, creativity-wise, I think I went a step further than, than I've been in the past. I was quite happy with the way that turned out. About how many pipes a year do you make? Uh... It varies. Uh, the last 
last year I probably did about 30 to 40. Uh, prior years I was doing uh, between 125 to 170. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a little situation with my grandmother living with me, taking care of her. Uh, my grandmother has now moved in with my sister, so I, I see my my production going back up to about 150. Okay. What would you say some of your biggest challenges are when making a pipe? Oh, mental block. Yeah. Yeah, coming coming across something that's just not working right for me, I'll set it aside instead of instead of forcing something onto that piece of wood I'll set it aside maybe start on something else uh, or I'll I'll just put the pipes away and I'll, I'll go to make I'll make a few pens and do some uh, pens and then uh, the inspiration will come back to me and I can pick that pipe I, I've had a pipe that sat on my workbench for eight months not knowing where to continue you know and mm-hmm. I picked it up and it, it turned out beautiful you just mentioned pens I saw a set that you made that was a, a pipe and a pen that matched tell me more about your pen making and how you got into that uh, I started that about two years ago, as, as just a, a monotonous break between the pipes, just for myself and for friends. I've always been fascinated with fountain pens, and uh, this year I decided I really wanted to uh, get into handcrafted pens. I think I jumped the gun on my website. I put my pens up, and uh, I think I'm going to take that down for now and uh, wait until I'm really at the where I'm really happy with what, it, what my production is. I really want it to be a handcrafted, one-of-a-kind piece. Um, as, as the one I did with that set, I made a, I would say, a Dublin-shaped pipe, straight pipe, with a Cumberland stem, and then uh, did a Cumberland pen to match it, which I was pretty happy with the way it turned out. And that's a fountain pen, too, which, which um, is really impressive, yeah. I have to say. So are all of your pens going to be fountain pens? Um... I have a problem with, with when I make things. I, I make things I like, yeah. and I love fountain pens. And but I noticed from some of the shows that most people go towards the roller balls, the high-end roller balls. And uh, so I need to keep that in mind. I need to think of other people. You right. know, I said it's just what I like. Uh, I really like the idea of a fountain pen, though. Um, it's you know, it's it, it seems to me to be maybe a step above. You know, and it's. Like a pipe, it takes a little bit more time to use exactly um, than just taking out a roller ball or, or a ball pen or something like that. Exactly. With, with pipe smoking, um, you can grab a cigar, clip it, and light it, and you're done. Yeah. You know, with the pipe, you got to take time. you got to clean your pipe. you got to fill your pipe, pack it, nurse the light to get it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the fountain pen, um, you have to fill it. You have to clean it, you know, on a semi-weekly basis. Uh, but it's it's more of the yeah I know what you mean it's it's uh, it's you know the feel that you get not just from writing it but taking care of it too right and the little extra amount of effort that you have to put into using that yeah there's a procedure to it you know it's not like a, a ballpoint you just click and you're off writing mm-hmm. here it's uh, and it can really uh, really well if you got good handwriting uh, it really puts a nice flair on your style of writing. Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy most about pipe making? The satisfaction of, uh, of seeing the finished product. Mm-hmm. After I start from a, a piece of rod, a blank rod, and, and, a, and a briar block, and something beautiful come out of that. Um, the other thing I enjoy is other people smoking my pipes. You know, if I mm-hmm. see somebody enjoying a pipe that I made, um, that gives me a lot of 
a joy. You know, seeing somebody can have, have the enjoyment out of something I made. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I tell all the new pipe makers that that there's there's nothing finer than uh, being able to smoke your own pipe. You know, especially your first pipe. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I just did that. Uh, just yesterday. Right, right. <laughs> had the pleasure of working with you. That was good. That's right. Um, at, this is the Chicagoland 2008 Pipe Show, and, and I was fortunate enough to be attending the uh, Pipe Maker Seminar, which uh, Brian Ruthenberg and Kirk Bosey were there to show us the ropes. And um, it was so cool to be able to work alongside these guys and actually have these pros, these great American carvers, show us. Um, how to do stuff, how to work with the wood, and, and you know what we're doing wrong, and how to do it right. It was really amazing to have you guys there. Very yeah, so it's, a, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun working with you guys, <clears throat> and we get a lot of. Uh, we got a few guys here that uh, come back year after year to do it, and uh, watching them, you know, their 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 knowledge growing and, and seeing uh, how they improve, you know, over the year. It, it, it's uh, it's nice. And it's nice to, they're really appreciative for the time that we take and, and all the other pipe makers that step by and help out. You know, I get a kick out of that. Yeah, that is really neat. There's there's a regular stream of pipe makers that come yeah. by to see what's going on. And any one of them are more than willing to help, you know, if yeah. you, you ask a question, they're there to help you. Mm -hmm. Do you have a pipe collection? Are you a collector? Um, the pipes I collect are, are American Carvers. Um, my desire is to get a billiard from uh, all of the American carvers, and that's what I'm working on. Uh, I have a handful now, um, but I imagine with all the all the pipe makers coming out, it's gonna it's gonna give me a lot of uh, time to fill that up. <laughs> Do you have a favorite pipe that you smoke right now? Mm, right now, for me, it's cigar season. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I start uh, in spring and summer my cigars, but uh, pipe. Yeah, I have, I have an old uh, GBD, yeah, that I smoke. Um, I got it uh, off of eBay, cleaned it up, reamed it out, uh, sanitized it, and it's a, it's a Canadian. I think maybe that's what got me started this past few months doing the Canadians. And it's just a, it's a nice, light, old pipe, and it just smokes like a dream. Other than that, it's uh, whatever uh, pipe I screwed up in the shop. Right. That I'm smoking. That's you know that, that turns out to be my favorite for a while. That seems to be uh, what I keep hearing from other carvers yeah. too. Uh, if they drop one or if uh, they find blemishes that are just too much to get over, that becomes their next favorite pipe. Absolutely. Sometimes our wives think that we do that on purpose. You know? <laughs> Want us to sell it and no, I can't sell that. It's got a little. See that little flaw? You got to try to explain that to them. That that's not acceptable. Uh, do you have some words of wisdom to uh, folks that are just beginning to smoke pipes? Uh, patience. It, 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 for me, it, it took me a long time to learn the proper way of smoking a pipe. And I, I'd get very frustrated. When, when I started in my early 20s, um, I think maybe I gave it a week, and that was it. Threw that off. Um, a pipe is very relaxing. Um stick with it you know uh, you, you really a good piece of wood is what you you really need a good to, to have a good experience with pipe smoking you need a good pipe if you're new to it uh, there's nothing wrong with starting out with the corn cob you know get your technique down and uh, you can go through some different varieties of tobacco the, as you know there's just a 
endless supply oh, of yeah. different type of brands. The, a plethora of different yes, tobaccos out there. Yes, that's a word. As we experienced today at the show. You know, oh, it's just, yeah. It's crazy. Is but, there... Uh, that would be a dead... Well, I would say start get a corncob pipe, start with that. And uh, when you're really satisfied with it, then start moving up to the higher end handmade pipes. You won't be disappointed. And a pipe will last you forever. You take care of it. Yeah. You know? A cigar, you buy a box of cigars for $200. You smoke your cigars and you got an empty box. Mm-hmm. $200 for a nice handmade pipe will last you something you can hand down to your son or your grandson. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Do you have any words of wisdom for the pipe makers that are just starting out? <clears throat> I see a lot of guys uh, maybe it's just me but I see a lot of guys asking a lot of money for new new pipe makers um, and maybe they need to maybe they have to um, I'm fortunate enough where I don't have to rely on the income from my pipes to pay you know the bills for the house and for the family but um, you need to make a little sacrifice and get your name out there and, and um you know, you're going to get more pipes out there at a lower end, at the mm-hmm. lower price, and then you can gradually move your way up. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I see some new guys out there uh, been doing it for less than a year, and they're, you know, they're asking for $300, $350 for a pipe, and they don't understand why they don't sell any at the show. Mm-hmm. That's just too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, my first pipe, when I, when I sold to a uh, retail store, my very first pipes, yeah. I wholesaled them for $27. Wow. You know, it was $15 for the block, another $3, $4 for the pre-molded stem. Yeah. And uh, at that time, it would take me 8 to 10 hours to make a pipe. She was. So, you know, I wasn't making anything. Yeah. But I got my name out there. And, yeah. And within uh, within a year, I was, you know, up, up to the $100 mark. And then, you know, now I have uh, my, my standard go, go from 100 to 150 And I'll sell my uh, signature from... Uh, 175 up to three four hundred dollars how about um technique as far as the uh or or words of uh wisdom or encouragement for the guys who are thinking about getting into carving things like that um i i carve because i, I have a passion for it i love creating things with my hands um whether it be the pens or the pipes or you know cabinets or things like that um I do it because I love it, not because I, I think it's a nice way to make money, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be the first thing. I mean, it's, you have to have a desire to create things and to uh, work with your hands. If you're going in to think you're going to make a, some money out of this, it's going to take a while. And there's a lot of tools, a lot of equipment to buy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of competition, too. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of talent out there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how many American pipe makers are right now. From when I started, you know, I, I started right around the time Brian Ruthenberg, uh, Jaden from Hawaii. Uh, we all started about the same time, Michael Parks, and uh, it's just it's amazing how many are out there now. I mean, mm-hmm. we probably have at least one in every state. Wow. You know, close to it. Yeah. Illinois's got about three or four, five, maybe six pipe makers in Illinois already. Wow. You know, but don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, most of the pipe makers are more than willing to help you. You know, send them an email, call on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I know myself, I'm always willing to help somebody out. If they need, uh, you know, some of the guys, if they're short on material or something, they need some help to finish a pipe for a customer, mm-hmm. send it to them. And 
you know, it's it's a it's a great community. A lot of a lot of friendships. That's a lot of good people. That's definitely one thing. That's a definitely a theme that I'm seeing, here, especially here at the show. Yeah. The community here is really strong, and it's really great to see because you don't get to see that in many other places. No, no um, you don't. You don't. I don't see it. You know, in the workplace or, or in so many other places. And when I'm here and I see these guys who haven't seen each other for a year, and they go up and they hug each other, like, "Oh, it's so great to see you!" and you know, they just want to talk and talk and talk about, yeah, yeah. you know, everything they've been up to and what their new pipes are looking like and all yeah, this yeah. kind of stuff. It's yeah, just, look what I got. It's so cool. Yeah. It's 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 a great community, so that is really awesome. Well, I've seen guys, you know, uh, pick up a nice uh, estate pipe, and his buddy would say, you know, when you sell that, I want that. Two years later, three, four, three, four years later, you know, he still has it, and he goes right to his buddy. He says, you said you wanted this, you know, when I picked this up, and sure enough, he takes it, and and uh, a lot of great people, a lot of the old timers too. A lot of wealth of information I'm collecting. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of great guys. Uh, Chicago Club's been a, uh, been fortunate enough to live in the area, so it's, it's great going to the meetings. Um, just the guys are great. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of good people. So, um, what can we expect out of Kirk Bosey and Kirk Bosey Pipes in the future? I think I'm going to. I've noticed my my style has been has greatly improved in the last year or two, and, and I kind of credit that to making making the pens. I, I, I've a lot more detail, a lot more uh, creativity in my pipes, and so I'm looking forward to that. I, I've decided that I'm not I'm not worried about production numbers. Uh, I'm going to uh, take my time and, and see if I can come up with some uh, some nice stuff. You know, and still, you know, my my philosophy has always been to make an affordable pipe, and, and I'm always going to do that. You know, I got my signature series, you know, for the higher end, but uh, I, I always, I'll always, you know, make a pipe for for the average guy. That's I'm great. an average guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. Well, keep doing it because uh, I love that idea. I think that's I think that's awesome, and I know there's lots and lots of other folks out there who feel the same oh, yeah. way. So. Anything else before we wrap up? Uh, no, I just wish all you other people out there listening could have been here at the show. Uh, it was unfortunate the way it worked out with the smoking. At the uh, last minute, they canceled that, but uh, we still had, I think we still had a good show. Yeah, it's it's been a really it's been a really good show, and it's it's neat to see all these carvers. So anytime you guys can make it here, you know, guys and gals, please. Um, do your best to make it here because we need to support this stuff. And you get to see some faces uh, to the screen names that you see on the computer. That's right. You know? So it's like, because I didn't think you'd look like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Great. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today, Kirk. It's been a real pleasure. Hey, thanks for uh, giving me the time. I appreciate it. You bet. And that was Episode 7, a chat with Kirk Bosey of Bosey Pipes. And can I just say that Kirk is one of the nicest guys I have ever ever met um i I can't say enough about this guy he is so down to earth and such a good guy that if you don't have a kirk bosey pipe in your collection you gotta go get one right now um they're fantastic they are very reasonably priced and they're great pipes and kirk is just a super stand-up individual if you already have a kirk bosey pipe you know how good it is go get another one so that was episode seven a chat with kirk bosey you can find Kirk's spectacular work at 
www.bozypipes.com. That's B-O-S-I. This podcast was brought to you by the Sherlock Holmes Pipe Club. You can find a link to this wonderful Boston area pipe club in the pipe club's area of umpal.com. I hope you had fun. Let's do this again real soon. Until then, I'm Oli with umpal.com, wishing you the best of luck trying to decide which handcrafted Kirk Bosey pipe will be next in your collection.